Hi, I'm Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be the science of achievement fundamentals. Obviously, it's a new year, and I want to go through, I made a list of 20 of the most important things that make up the science of achievement. And you say, well, what the hell is the science of achievement? What it is, it's a set of principles, behaviors, mindsets, beliefs that successful people have versus the average person who tends to major in minor things or live a life of mediocrity. Because when you look at like really super successful, high achieving people, you look at somebody like say Steve Jobs and the fact that he had a lot of early success back in the late 70s, early 80s with Apple Computer and then he got fired and kicked out of his own company. And then he spent another decade after that, as they used to say, Steve Jobs alone in the wilderness, as people like to refer to it. He built Pixar Pictures, he built Next Computer, and when he came back to Apple in the mid-90s as a CEO, what he had done with Next Computer actually became the really great operating system that we all know and love that's part of pretty much all of our Apple devices these days. But the bottom line is everything that he touched, everything that he went into, I mean, Pixar Pictures, obviously they make movies compared to Apple, which makes really great technology products. The bottom line is in his history, no matter what he did, he was successful. So obviously when you compare a Steve Jobs to just an average person, there's things that he was doing day in and day out that enabled his success to be predictable and repeatable. And for me personally, I've been successful in every career that I went into. I was very successful in the real estate and mortgage business, and obviously I've been very successful as a life coach. Does that make me smarter than the average person or some kind of genius? Of course not. But it's like what Einstein said. He says, I have no special gift or skill or talent. I'm just passionately curious. And the bottom line is we all have the same amount of hours in the work week, but it's how we spend those hours and what we actually do, what our mindsets are, what our belief system is, what action we take, and also what action we fail to take is going to determine where we end up. And if you look at history, if you study six really successful people in general, many of them started out with nothing. I mean, you look at guys like Bill Gates or Mark Zuckerberg or the guys from Google or any of the, like, the really successful multi-billion dollar corporations, a lot of times these guys went to Harvard, Princeton, Yale, Stanford, all the really best schools and dropped out and became billionaires. Was it just because they're smart or they were lucky? There's obviously things that they were doing that are repeatable, and obviously I'm going to go through this list of 20 of them that I wrote down in today's video. But first, I got a quote that I wrote on this topic, and then we're going to go through this list. And the quote says, Most people tend to major in minor things in life. High achievers are high achievers because they have mastered the fundamentals of high achievement. The science of high achievement is a set of fundamental behaviors, beliefs, actions, mindsets, and a relentless commitment to excellence, learning, and self-improvement. Average people are focused on earning a living and getting through the week. High achievers are focused on designing a life 
by incrementally improving their gifts, skills, talents, and acquiring new knowledge. Average people work just hard enough to get by. High achievers are always pushing their boundaries and stepping outside of their comfort zone to become more and to get better. So with that said, let's go through the first item here on the fundamentals. And it's always good to review fundamentals. It's like, what does a coach do? A coach holds you accountable to the goals that you set. A coach also gives you honest, no sunshine being blown up your ass type of feedback to let you know where you're at, what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, and what you could improve on to get better, more efficient, and quicker results and also the fundamentals. When it comes to football, we're now heading into the playoffs for this year's NFL playoffs. And even though you look at great teams, obviously I like to refer to the New England Patriots because they've got the greatest coach of our generation that's currently coaching and the greatest quarterback. And what are those guys all focused on? They're focused on the fundamentals. You think, well, I mean, Tom Brady, the dude's like late 30s. Why is he still focusing on fundamentals? Doesn't he know the fundamentals? Why does he have to keep practicing? That's how you get good. That's how you stay good. And that's also how you get better. So as a coach, coaches always, at the end of the day, gotta go back to fundamentals. And when you follow professional sports, especially this time of the year, now the season has ended, there's already been three or four coaches that have already been fired because they were not getting the job done. At the end of the day, fundamentals are essential and you just simply can't get away from it. So the first one obviously is to know what you want. What is your vision? What do you want to create for your professional life? What do you want to create for your personal life? What kind of a lifestyle do you want to have? Where do you want to live? What kinds of activities, social activities, do you want to do in the city where you choose to live? The whole point is to be able to get to a place where you're able to live your life in your own way. And you may have noticed there's a little bit of a different background here. I'm at my, my new place. So I have two places that I live now, and this one's on, on the beach, on the ocean, close to the water. No matter where I live, I gotta be close to water. I just love it. So what you'll see over the coming months will be different different camera shots I'll do in my new place just to kind of break it up a little bit. You may hear some water running in the background. I got a little water, a couple waterfalls going in my place because I like to have peaceful, relaxed type of, you know, just a real chill vibe in my environment. And that's because I get to design my life the way I want. And I set my life up to give me time to sit, to contemplate, to think, because obviously one of my goals this year I want to get my second book done and published and out. So obviously I'll be working on that as well. But it's important. You got to know what you want. You don't just show up at the airport and say, take me someplace. You got to say, well, where do you want to go? You got to figure that out first. And once you know what you want, then you got to know, well, why do you want it? Because if you don't have an emotionally compelling reason why you want something, like some people just say, well, I want to be rich or I want to be a millionaire. Or, I want to have a million bucks in the bank. Well, why? Why do you want that? What is it you expect to get from that? Because without an emotionally compelling reason why you want something, you just give up as soon as things become difficult. Number three, be quick to change your approach when things aren't working 
or working very well. It's an important thing in life. I mean, you look at the average person, they get a job, they get trained, and then they just expect to get up every day and go to that same job, learn no new skills, don't do anything to try to grow beyond their comfort zone. High achievers are doing the exact opposite of that. High achievers are always looking to grow more. Like when I worked for other people in the construction industry, I would last at a company from a year to two years. And once I got bored, once I felt like I, they no longer were able to challenge me, there was, wasn't much I felt like I could learn from them, I knew it was time to move on. I was really hungry. I wanted new skills. I wanted to do different types of projects in the industry. I wasn't content just to sit around and punch a clock and get a paycheck every week. I wanted to learn new skills. I wanted to learn other aspects of the business. I didn't want to just learn how to build. I wanted to do renovations. I wanted to do high rises. I wanted to learn about development work. I wanted to learn about custom homes. I wanted to learn about heavy commercial construction work. And so I worked for several different general contractors before I eventually left and went on my own. But as soon as I got bored, as soon as it got to the point where I was getting up and instead of being excited about going to work every day, I knew it was time to make a change. And so obviously if you've got something that you're doing, like especially if you're an entrepreneur, something that you're trying or you're attempting or a, a way to, to put your business model together and it's just not working for you, you gotta change your approach. You always have to be constantly refining and changing your approach. The idea is to be quick to change your approach, but slow to change your mind. And being slow to change your mind means you have a vision that you're excited about, and you know why you want that vision. You have an emotionally compelling or a set of emotionally compelling reasons why you must get it done. Not that you want to get it done, but you must. It's, you feel like it's a burning desire deep inside you to make it happen. Number four, model the success of others to speed up your success. That was one of the reasons why I bounced around so much when I was in the construction industry. Every, I, the first general contract I worked for was kind of small. They did like small and medium sized work. The second contractor that I worked for did medium sized to large projects, plus they were also into doing development work, so I got to see that side of the business that you know most general contractors you're just not going to get exposure to that and the final company i worked for syntax rooney which was part of syntax construction group in the mid 90s they were the largest builder in the world and that was kind of like the capstone on my resume if you will and they did mostly large municipal type of work so i worked a small company a medium company and a large company all to model and learn the ins and outs of the industry to learn how to build. And when, you know, when I left and I started buying, fixing and selling single family homes for a profit, obviously I ended up, eventually ended up talking my way into getting a job for the company that I was actually buying my properties from. Now why would I do that? Well, I wanted to learn how to find better deals as opposed to relying on somebody else to get them for me. I wanted to learn how the retail and in other words how retail mortgages work to get them financed I wanted to learn the private investor private financing side of things so I went to work for the company that I was buying my houses from because they had made all the mistakes at that that point so by learning from somebody else that's already made all the mistakes you don't have to reinvent the wheel 
Time management. Focus on your most important outcomes. Most people tend to major in minor things. They tend to focus on things that keep them really busy, but they're really not focused on things that get them results. And so when you organize your life and you're, say you got a to-do list with 50 things on, obviously most people aren't going to get their to-do list done all in one day and the average person never finishes their to-do list because they're always getting things done, they're deleting things, things are getting pushed to the bottom that aren't a priority. So the key with time management on your to-do list is to look at things and look at your list of goals. Maybe you got, let's say you got five top goals that you want to achieve in life and you got 50 things in your to-do list. So in order to figure out, well, what should I spend my time doing? You're going to want to go through that list and put a number one next to everything on your to-do list that has to do with accomplishing your number one most important goal. And then you do the same thing with goal number two. And then the same thing with goal number three. So what happens is when you're working on your to-do list, you're focusing on things as they relate to your most important outcomes. That enables you to be very productive instead of just busy. And if you've got a lot of things going on, especially if you're working for somebody else, while maybe you're trying to build a business or a career on the side, or maybe you're going to school at night while you're working for somebody else during the day, you're going to have to be good, become good at time management and focusing on the things that are going to get you where, from where you are to where you want to be. Number six, be productive instead of busy. It's nice to organize your underwear in your sock drawer or your desk for that matter, but at the end of the day, it gives you a sense of accomplishment, but it's not going to move you closer to your most important goals. Again, it's better to focus on doing things as they relate to your most important goals and do them in that order. Number seven, be slow to change your mind. Stay committed to your life's vision. Lots of things are going to come at you. You're going to have days that you're going to feel great and inspired. And then you're going to have other days where it's going to feel like it's hopeless and you're never going to get there. And you're going to have plenty of people in your life that are going to be telling you why you can't get there and why it's a stupid idea and why you're just a dreamer and why you need to be realistic. That's why it's so critically important that you have to get that. You have to get your what you want to accomplish and why you want to accomplish it first. Because if you're not in love with it, if you're not excited about it, if it's not as much fun as like playing, you're obviously not doing the right thing. Number eight, acceptance of failure as a necessary part of the process of success. Your failures usually will outnumber your successes. And for those of you that are trying to get better with women and asking women out, the bottom line, you're gonna get rejected more then women are going to say yes to you. But at the end of the day, if you're not putting yourself out there, if you're not asking women on dates and you're not going out on dates, you're not going to get better at it. If you're not getting better at it, when that one special girl comes along every two to three years, like the universe always tends to bring them along, you're not going to be prepared. And when you're not prepared, you're going to fail. And then it's another two or three years before somebody really amazing comes along. I mean, you think about it. How often do you meet a new best friend every day? It doesn't happen. There are certain people, it's like one of my favorite quotes by Rumi. He says, words are only a pretext. It's the inner bond that draws one soul to another. 
you ever meet somebody and you just feel like you've known them forever, even though it's the first time in your life you're meeting them? I'm talking about that kind of a connection. Those are really fucking rare and very special. And you gotta be prepared when life brings you somebody like that, otherwise you're gonna screw it up. But again, you got, the average person looks at failure as something to avoid. But if you look at failure as part of a life, part of life, and you look at it as just a necessary evil, it's what you have to go through. You have to get through the no's in order to get to those far and few between yeses. All you need is one, one great person to say yes to you. Or if you're in the business world, and all you need is one, one client. Get your first client, then your second client, and then your third client. It's doing those little action steps. Number nine, taking action versus taking no action at all. If you wanna get in shape, if you wanna lose weight, if you wanna take better care of yourself, you gotta take action. It's like the old, uh, was it the Rush song? Even if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. At the end of the day, if you take action, you get a little bit closer to where you wanna be, even if it's incremental. Even if it feels like it's a millimeter here and a millimeter there, the bottom line is imperfect action is better than no action at all, as Dale Carnegie famously said. Number 10, success and happiness are the result of progress. Well, what kind of progress? Learning new things, improving your skills, going through the permutations, feeling like you're getting better. No matter what you do, if you practice anything in life, you can't help but get better at it. It's important to focus on what you are getting better at and write it down, maybe journal it and be grateful for what's happening. Even be grateful for the failures. Number 11, commit to being a lifelong learner. That's something that I'm always doing. I'm a voracious reader. I'm always listening to things. I'm always watching videos. I'm always reading. When I'm not working, I'm usually, you know, and I'm, if I'm not enjoying out, enjoying my life with people I care about, I'm reading and I'm learning. And people say, well, how'd you learn all this stuff? It's because I read a lot and I apply a lot and I get results, I fail a lot, and I get feedback from that. Number 12, always know your downside risk. In other words, whether it's a personal relationship or a friendship or a career, or a business move, or investing your money in the stock market, or buying a piece of real estate. Always know your downside risk. What happens, you have to assume that your best plans are gonna go fucking sideways. And so, what's your plan B? What happens if things go sideways? And if it means you lose everything, you should never risk more than you are willing to lose. Number 13, financial compensation is the result of adding value through the skills, gifts, and talents that you obsess over developing and mastering. That's why it's so important if you're going to acquire skills and develop your talents and develop your gifts, that you do it doing something you really fucking love, believe in, and have a passion for. Something that's more fun than anything else that you're doing. I mean, think about it. we've all gone into a restaurant before and eaten a meal and the waiter or the waitress just, you could tell they love what they were doing. 
That doesn't happen very often, but they're out there. Same thing with somebody that cooks dinner or has a restaurant. You can just tell the, the, the chefs, the people that really love food, they really love being in the restaurant business, they're run really well. It's a passion for them. They love seeing other people come in and enjoy their food or enjoy their experience. We've also walked in and been waited on or been served food by somebody that was just punching a clock and doing it to earn a paycheck. And we all know what that experience is like. Number 14, the world owes you nothing. You must negotiate to get the deal you want or to walk away and keep searching. That includes dating, that includes friendships, that also includes companies that you work for. Doesn't mean you just up and walk out the door if you don't get the raise you want, but if you've gone and you try to get a raise or a promotion and they're just not interested in giving it to you, then you need to be looking for another job on the side. Because again, successful people, when they're not getting what they want, then they start looking for somebody else or another opportunity so they can get what they want. The average person just says, well, this is my lot in life. Maybe next year I'll get that raise. Maybe next year I'll get that promotion. Fuck that shit. Don't wait on nobody. Somebody doesn't recognize your value, don't sit around and wait on them to recognize it. Go find somebody who sees your value right away. Number 15, monitor your self-talk. How do you talk about yourself? How do you think about yourself? Think about this. Write down... Pull out a sheet of paper right now and write down all of the emotions that you have experienced in the past week. Go ahead, do it right now. Maybe pause the video for a second. Okay, so I'm assuming that you wrote this list down. Now, if you look at all of those emotions that you've experienced over the past week that you can think of, are the majority of those emotions positive or are they negative? Or are they kind of mixed? But the average person, when they do that exercise, most of the emotions that they think of are very negative. And you wonder, and they wonder why they have a negative life experience. It's all about your self-talk. If you catch yourself saying, oh, it won't work out for me, that girl will never say yes, I'll never get that job, I'll never get that raise, that person will never buy my product, you gotta catch yourself. Wouldn't it be, and if you don't feel very optimistic, well, wouldn't it be nice if that big deal went through. Wouldn't it be nice if I got that raise? Wouldn't it be nice if that girl called me back? Wouldn't it be nice if tomorrow I met the next great love of my life? Wouldn't it be great if tomorrow or next week I met a really great new friend? Whatever it happens to be that you're looking for. Monitor your self-talk and make sure you're focusing on things to be positive because your brain Whatever you focus your brain on is going to expand. And if you're focused on positive thoughts, you're going to get more positive thoughts and your brain's going to look for more reasons to be positive and excited. Number 16, when your beliefs are in conflict with your goals. I see this a lot when I'm doing phone sessions with people. They might want to go back to school and become a doctor or become some, get a different degree. Or maybe they want to go back to school and finish it. And then they start saying things like, well, I don't have the time, I don't have the money, I'm not really smart, or I don't like going to school, or I can't really afford it. And so they start coming up with all the reasons why it's not going to work. Now, when I do phone sessions with people, 
their reasons, their self-talk, in other words, the story that they tell themselves off many times is going to be in conflict with what their goals are. But all of us, no matter what our goal is or goals that we want to accomplish in life, it's going to require dealing with failure, overcoming lots of failure, and overcoming lots of obstacles. Things don't just magically fall in our laps like everything's a piece of cake. It just simply does not work out that way. Life isn't all sunshine and roses. Number 17, always be looking for an edge to make you more efficient and more productive. That's why it's essential to spend your time with other people who are way more successful than you are. People that maybe have the life and lifestyle that you want or the business that you want or maybe the kind of relationship that you want or the kinds of friends or the kind of peer group that you'd like to have. When you hang out with better people, people that are more successful and well off than you are, they tend to be more optimistic and they're going to push you when maybe you're having a day where you're kind of doubting yourself or doubting your abilities. <clears throat> Number 18, associate with supportive, high-achieving peers, just like I was talking about. One of the reasons why I moved into the place where I moved at, it's the nicest, most luxurious place near the beach. And I wanted it because I liked the place, but I also wanted to be around other like-minded people. And I've met some really cool people, even though I've only been here for a few weeks. Number 20. As a matter of fact, one of my good buddies who I did a, an article on him many years ago called How to Go from Zero to Forty Million in Under Five Years. I had lunch with him last week, and it was just really cool to sit down and, and reconnect and talk about things that he and I used to talk about five, ten years ago. Just simple things that I share with him in conversation. He's like, that really changed my life. It really changed my thinking. And vice versa, I was sitting down sharing things with him that he had made in passing. You know, because when I used to live closer to where he lived, we used to hang out and go to lunch all the time. And it's just spending an hour or two once a week just shooting the shit and talking about business, talking about life, talking about some of the companies that he's invested in. Just being around with a high, another high-level person like that, mentally stimulating one another and changing each other's lives in ways that neither one of us really realized. And it's just, it was really cool to do that when you have really successful friends like that and that you've known for many years to see how you've impacted their lives and how they've impacted yours. And number 20, this one's really important. Success takes decades. I, I just saw, I tweeted a, a picture earlier today. It was a picture of Starbucks coffee. It was like a night from like 1910. I had no idea the company had been around that long. It was from the second location of Starbucks coffee. Now, when did Starbucks become a household name? The last 20, 30 years? 30, 35 years maybe? So you figure it's now 2017. And so this Starbucks is over 100 years old, but it's only in the last 30, 35 years that it kind of became a household name where everybody, pretty much everybody knows what, what Starbucks is. But it's true, success takes decades. Practice infinite patience, focus on getting better, and persist without exception. Persist without exception means no exception. It means 
doesn't mean you give up when things get a little difficult or you have a few challenges here and there. That's not the way it works. So I hope you've enjoyed this review of some of the fundamentals for the science of achievement. And if you'd like to get my help personally to do some phone coaching or Skype coaching, you can go to my website, click the products tab at the top of your screen on any page. If you'd like to get the audible version of my book for free, you can sign up for an audible trial on Amazon and get it totally for free. And even if you don't like it, you can say, hey, this guy, Corey, I hate his book, I hate his voice, whatever. Give me a refund and you can get something else with it. Or if you haven't read it yet, you can read the digital version on my website by subscribing to the newsletter. And I will talk to you soon.